You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fritinski. Welcome back. The Bills, it worries me a little because we're on the road. You're facing a team that has a pretty strong defensive pass rush. And if there is issues with Spencer Brown, as we think there might be, you might start to see those a little more against them. And then on the other side of the ball, you have a Washington offense who doesn't have a great quarterback, but has a steady quarterback in Sam Howell. But they do have a seemingly strong run game. So again, I think if you let it stay close, if you let them hang in there and let them play the football that they want to play, which is you know down dirty, then you might have a game on your hands that doesn't go exactly the way you want. So when I look at this game, I see the keys being that you have to get up early on them. The Broncos did this, but then the Broncos completely went to sleep in the second half. So I should be clear that this can't just be where you go up big in the first half and then you have your Buffalo Bills sleepy third quarter, which we've seen plenty of in the past. You cannot have that against a team like the Commanders. They're not a great team, but they're good enough that if you make some big mistakes, if you have one quarter of just atrocious football, you might have a problem on your hands. Number two, you need to contain, and really, they have one receiver. They have Terry McLaurin. He's a heck of a receiver, but you need to lock him down. If you contain him and keep him from getting his sort of one 30 to 40-yard catch that he tends to get in a lot of games, if you contain that, I think you're going to be really set up to have an impressive defensive game. And then the other piece is controlling the ball. And this comes back to the whole idea of forcing them in a situation where the game isn't close and they can't run the ball. They can't be handing the ball to, I think it's Brian Robinson, who had a really impressive game this past week. So again, it's it's really that getting up early on them, but then actually controlling the time and controlling the clock, kind of like how they did against the Raiders. I really think that that's how you're going to beat them. I don't think it's a dramatically different approach to what we did against the Raiders. Kev, anything to add in that? Any concerns that you have? Or do you think we're just going to smash them? Obviously, we can also talk about score predictions and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to a lot of the stuff we did against the Raiders, stopping the run and protecting Josh Allen. I, I don't think it's that difficult of a game um, if we play a clean game where we don't turn the ball over we're able to limit their big plays on offense and just protect for Josh Allen you're right the biggest strength of their team is their defensive line so again I think we should utilize chipping to help Spencer Brown I will mention I thought Deion Dawkins had an excellent game Yesterday, I thought he looked great. I thought he looked better than he has in a long time. I think 
our guard play much improved from last year. Um, haven't noticed Connor McGovern and Torrance too much. I think they've had the odd play where they haven't been great, but they're not letting guys beat them clean, which we saw way too much last season. So to me, again, like we've talked about Spencer Brown, the weak link on the line, if you can help him out a little bit against some of these elite pass rushers they have, like Chase Young, um, I think Josh Sweat, if you're playing two tight ends, help Spencer Brown out. I don't see any reason not to, because when you don't, he gets beat clean and we're in trouble. That's when Josh Allen either is unwilling to take a sack and just throws it up, or he goes, tries to run up the middle, which is things we really want to avoid if we can. So, yeah, I mean, this game, a very winnable game. Take care of the ball. Stop the run, protect for Josh Allen, and you have this game in the bag. And the other thing we should know, the Washington Commanders are a very well-coached team as well. I think I would argue that they're probably a better coached team than the Raiders, so that could play into it. But certainly, if you, if you do those things, you should win this game. I'm going to go with a big score prediction here. I, I mean, I think it's going to be closer than some of us would like it to be and i think the offense is going to be good but i don't know if they're going to be as dominant as they were against the raiders i'm going to take the bills 27 to just thinking to 20 27 to 20 it's not i i don't think there's going to be like a where they're in big trouble or anything, but I don't think we're going to blow them out of the water. I don't think we're putting up 30, 40 points on them. I think we're going to have a good first half. I think we're probably going to score most of those points in the first half. You know, I could see us easily putting up 17 points in the first half. and like, maybe we're even up like 17 to three in the first half. And some of that, some of the score might be more related to some garbage time. It was beautiful. I, I have to mention it was beautiful seeing all the backups in the bills game this week getting rest i mean i wish Allen would have gotten rest because Allen never left the game whether it's josh kyle there's always an Allen on the field so i wish he would have gotten a bit more of a rest but uh just a joke of course but it was nice to see a lot of the 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 backups playing that's that's a good feeling especially because we did get a little banged up we do have to mention Micah Hyde got banged up in the game. He did look a little um, off. He does have a hamstring injury. He's going to be fine. It's nothing major, but I, I wouldn't look past the idea that it might linger a little bit. That is something just to keep an eye on as the week and as the season progresses to see you know, if he can get back to, to perfection there. Kev, you got a score prediction? Yeah, I'm liking the Bills big time on this one. I think... Sam Howell in his first season as a starter, he had a bit of a soft schedule to start the season. I don't think Denver has a very good defense. I know Arizona probably is one of the worst, if not the worst defenses in the league. So I think there's going to be a rude awakening for Sam Howell this week. Um, I think he's going up against an elite defense in the Bills. 
And I think week one was a throw out the film. That's not us. I think we're going to win 31 to 13, and I don't think it's going to be close. And there's going to be some booze raining down on Washington. So that's my score prediction for Sunday. I think we're going to blow them out. I think it's going to be another maybe you see Kyle Allen type game at the end. And yeah, go Bills. Love it. Love the prediction. I actually, talking about week one, I saw someone, maybe they tweeted it. There were some Bills fans who put out a sign they had this sign written before the week two game and they brought it to the game and then they were obviously showing it off after because they were super right. They said week one is a liar. And I think that that's a, that's a key takeaway that anyone who's listening right now who's still pissed off about that loss to the Jets because, oh, it might affect us. It could affect the division. It, yes, you're right. It, it, it isn't good. You never want to have that loss, especially a divisional loss on your record. But it was week one, and a lot of times this does happen where week one doesn't go the way you expect. But I'm telling you, week one is a liar. It it often does this where it tricks fans into thinking that their team is not who they thought they were. And in some cases, it's the opposite. You have a bad team win a game that they shouldn't win. In this case, the Jets. The Jets won a game. The Jets are not for real. They just got pummeled by the Cowboys, who are a good team. But the Jets are not a good team. They have a great defense. They have a horrible offense. They don't have a quarterback, which someone would argue they didn't have a quarterback to begin with because Aaron Rodgers is probably not the same guy that he used to be. I digress. The point being, the Buffalo Bills are for real. They're going to be a contender. They're going to win a lot of games. And they're going to be a Super Bowl contender once again because we saw what Josh Allen is about. We saw what this offense can do. We also saw what this defense can do. And some respect needs to be given to the cornerbacks because Christian Benford has shown up and shown out. And you got to be really impressed with that guy. Obviously, it's disappointing that a first-round pick in Kair Elam can't even suit up. But... Sometimes that's how it goes. Next man up. In, in this case, he's looked better. Benford's gotten those opportunities. So this team is a very complete team. It's quite a healthy team right now. So got to be happy. So we'll end this as we always do. Or maybe Kevin's got a point here. I have, I have just one little sidetrack just to, to stir the pot a little. We don't usually do this, but we got a few extra minutes. What do we think about the Chargers and Bengals? 0-2. The hype train has been on for Burrow and Herbert, and everyone's been knocking Allen. And Herbert is 0-2. Burrow's is 0-2. Burrow is 0-2, and he's looked atrocious. You're not hearing a whole lot about that. Allen has one bad week, and the whole league is raining down hate on the guy. Burrow's been brutal for two weeks, not hearing much. What's that yeah. about? Yeah, that's a super frustrating thing for me. I've complained about this a lot. They they love to hate on Josh Allen. I don't know what it is. Um, he's just as talented as Joe Burrow, arguably better. 
He's certainly better than Herbert. Those guys somehow, when they're not playing well, fly under the radar. And when they're playing really well, they get all the media attention. So it frustrates me because, yeah, Joe Burrow in particular has looked horrific. And you can give him whatever nonsense excuse, his calf, his this, he didn't play in the offseason, he had preseason injury. Those things are all true. But the fact of the matter is, he was, at up until about the last couple of hours, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes did restructure his deal in the last like hour, and he's now getting about $56 million this year. Um, they didn't actually give him more money, but they restructured it, so he gets a little more money over the next four years. So he is now the highest paid quarterback in the league, but still. Joe Burrow is one of the highest paid, significantly higher than Josh Allen, and he is not producing anywhere near the level that he should be. So to me, I would say both of those guys are in big trouble. One out of 23 teams that started 0-2 in the last like decade have actually made the playoffs. I would say at this well, point, it's the 2020 four the teams only only yeah. one of 23 teams, yeah, yeah, and I think it was Cincinnati last season, it but was Cincinnati. Yeah. but what we need to remember here is this is not the same Cincinnati as last year. As we know, every single year teams change, and. Although I say it's not important and it shouldn't be considered when we're talking about that he's not playing so well, that he's injured, it's not an excuse, but it's a reason to believe that there's a high percentage chance that the Cincinnati Bengals do not make the playoffs this year. There's a very high percentage chance. The Chargers, very similar story. I would say the biggest challenge Cincinnati is facing is they have lost two divisional games. And the two teams they lost to in Baltimore and Cleveland have looked pretty good. They both look like potential playoff teams. So if there's three playoff teams in that division, I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see three teams coming out of that division. And I would say right now it's a very large uphill battle for the Cincinnati Bengals. And on the Chargers side, I think there's a better shot for them to make the playoffs in Cincinnati, more so just because I don't think Herbert is the problem. It's really their defense. So, And they have a lousy that. division outside of Kansas City. That too. They're in a much easier division. So I think that their opportunities are much greater to make it. I think Cincinnati is really going to struggle to make up for those two losses in their division. But, but again, as it relates to the Bills, I this like is a great chances. thing. I think this, this is, is a great, great thing. Look, and we have to we know. Well, that's the thing. We we're we don't have this division anywhere near locked up. The Dolphins look good, and I mean, I think I would argue that last night told us a little bit about them. They're maybe not as good as we thought after week one, and the Chargers' defense is even worse than we anticipated, but they're still a legitimate contender for the AFC East, and knowing that Cincinnati may struggle really makes me feel a little better in the sense that if somehow we don't win the division, there's a pretty good shot at a wild card. So... Certainly, 
I think the Buffalo Bills are in a great position. I think one week one was a disaster, but like you said, you turn the page, you rip up the tapes, you burn it all, you move forward, you look at this Raiders game as a much closer idea of what the Buffalo Bills are going to be moving forward. As always, we're going to end this on Go Bills. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.